Welcome to the Pathfinder Podcast, the podcast where we take a deep dive into real life adventure, purpose driven living, and the invaluable lessons that reveal themselves within the transformative chaos that always seems to find us in between. In each episode, join me as we navigate the highs, the lows, the trials and the triumphs, and the challenges that ultimately shape our journey through this life. This isn't just a podcast, we're building a community. It's a gathering of kindred spirits who support and inspire one another as we boldly walk the path towards self-betterment and a life defined by adventure, intention, and personal growth. So, grab a seat, embrace that bear within, and let's explore what it truly means to be a Pathfinder. I'm Tyler Cowan, and this is the Pathfinder Podcast. Happy New Year, Pathfinders, and welcome back to the Pathfinder Podcast. It's a brand new year, and you will notice, if you've been a listener to the podcast for some time, that we have a brand new introduction to the podcast as well. And I wanted to take a quick moment to address that as we move into the new year. Initially, when I was challenged to start this podcast, it was coming from a place of wanting to do a deep personal dive and a bit of an exploration into my relationship with my masculinity, which I've mentioned in the intro to the podcast and in some of the earlier podcast episodes, and also just a framework for diving into topics of self-betterment and trying to use the podcast as a vehicle to connect with other people who might be going through similar things. And those just happened to be the themes that were most prevalent in my life at that point. And I don't want to give the wrong impression. Those things are still very important to me and very much a foundational pillar in what Pathfinder means to me and the direction I want to take things. But selfishly, I've always wanted to use this platform as a means of exploring things that are interesting to me and primarily framing those things through adventure and purposeful challenge and using those subject matters as a vehicle for exploring the lessons that are contained within and applying those to our own lives. And as far as the social media presence for Pathfinder is concerned, I want that to be a space where I can explore, like I said, adventurous topics, adventurous situations, things that I enjoy doing. I'm an avid outdoorsman. I love exploring. I love traveling. And as cliche as those things sound, those are a very important part of how I've come to view the world and how I explore my sense of self. And I've been trying to create a place where I can share more about those things while not getting too far removed from the self-development and self-betterment side of the conversation, which is very much what the podcast is for. And so, like I said, selfishly, I want to use this podcast as a means of opening the floor up to explore more of those topics and to engage in conversations with a wide variety of people who are in those spaces, who might have valuable insights to share within those spaces and whose personal experiences and relationship to adventure and to challenge and things that we can all learn from can help us improve and reframe our own life journeys, if that makes sense. And so as we get into the nitty gritty of 2024, I feel like this is the perfect time to start fresh or at least revamp what we're doing here at Pathfinder. And so that's why as you listen to that introduction, you'll find that I have reframed some of what we're doing to be more inclusive. It was never meant to exclude anybody. But like I said, when I put the podcast together for the first time, I was sort of focused on those areas in my own life. And so that's what became the basis of the recorded introduction. And it occurred to me as I started to think more and more about where I want Pathfinder to go, that maybe people would get the wrong impression about the show. 
And like I said, men's mental health and our relationship as men with our own masculinity and a healthy sense of masculinity will always be a very important part of my journey and one of those topics of interest that I want to make sure I have space to discuss and that the people within this space who are men or identify as men can explore those things and and integrate those things into their own lives. But also recognizing that there's a whole host of topics under the Pathfinder umbrella and what I want Pathfinder to be that I'd like to bring into the fold, so to speak, and to share those things with you, the listener, and open up the floor, like I said before, to guests who might have tons of valuable insight and really cool stories and things to share that might not be as well integrated if this was strictly about men's development and men's mental health. So as I've said before, this podcast is very much an embodiment of what pathfinding is and what pathfinding means to me and that we are on this journey and things are constantly evolving as we go. And that is no different as we move into 2024. I expect that this podcast will continue to grow and evolve and change and pathfinder will change. But I took some time between the last episode that I shared, which is back in November and this one now, and just started to collect my thoughts on what I wanted pathfinder to be going forward and how I might like to move things in a more unified direction. And this is the start of that. So welcome to the new and improved Pathfinder podcast and expect to see a whole lot more content based around adventure and purpose driven living and purposeful challenge. And like I said before, how we can pull insights and lessons from those things that just help elevate us in our day to day life and who we want to be as we walk this path on this crazy road that is our lives. As far as adventure is concerned, I have some really exciting things that are shaking out for 2024 and I look forward to diving into that more as things kind of progress. But in the meantime, I just wanted to set the stage for where we're headed and what you might expect as the Pathfinder Collective and the Pathfinder podcast evolves over this calendar year. So thank you so much for continuing to be a part of this journey. We love having you here. It's been such a joy to have each and every one of you that have joined us from the outset help us build this community from the ground up. And if you're joining us for the first time, it's so great to have you on board. And I hope that you will stick with us as things move forward because even though Pathfinder is still in its infancy, if you will, I have some really high hopes for what this will become and I'm looking forward to being able to share those things with you as they unfold. So if you've been with us for some time, welcome back. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. So great to have you here. Now, you've heard me talk about the essence of Pathfinder before and the rich metaphors that kind of exist within this concept of pathfinding. But today I want to open the door a little bit wider on that concept. And this podcast and this community really was born from this deep personal yearning to reshape several crucial aspects of my life and to find and develop an ethos, you know, a guiding methodology that would not only elevate me on my own journey, but also help me better show up for myself and my community and those closest to my heart. And while I'm still in the process of formalizing something that will be in a shareable format eventually, I've been actively trying to embody several key tenets that I think will eventually come to define what it truly means to be a Pathfinder within the context of this community we're creating here. So as we stand 
stand at the threshold of this new year, I'd love to pop the hood on this concept a little bit and start to explore what it actually means to be a Pathfinder, like I said, within the context of our community here and how we can weave these values into the fabric of our own lives, especially as you know, you seek to extract the maximum from what 2024 holds. So what is a Pathfinder? You know, in the most literal sense, a pathfinder is effectively an explorer of new territories, right? They're a trailblazer, someone who forges ahead and clears a path through previously unknown or challenging terrain. You hear that word and you picture the scout or the guide or the frontiersman, you know, one who shows others the way. And metaphorically, it's come to embody this pioneering spirit. It represents grit and leadership and this insatiable draw towards adventure and exploration. Really, they're navigators that are adept at finding a route through both literal and metaphorical obstacles. And they do so under circumstances where existing rule sets may not apply or even exist. Now, if we take that idea and filter it through the context of self-discovery, the word Pathfinder to me represents rather effectively an individual on this quest to uncover their true passions and their purpose and ultimately their direction in life. And that's a journey too, right? It's one that demands courage and determination and this willingness to embrace discomfort and, of course, this very healthy dose of adventure, which is quite fitting when you think about what the traditional Pathfinder is. Now, from the inception of my journey with Pathfinder and the Pathfinder Collective and what we're building here, my focus has been on answering a number of fundamental questions about myself. You know, what do I want for myself and how do I navigate the world to get there? And that can take on many forms, right? At the outset of this process, that was how can I be a better man? How can I step up in my relationships? How can I better find fulfillment in what I'm doing? I have a purpose. What is it? How can I determine that for myself? We all possess an internal compass of sorts, and sometimes it's far more directionally sound than others, but it's pulling us toward specific desires constantly, whether that's a particular career or unique experiences or meaningful relationships, whatever. And whether our vision is crystal clear when that's happening or frustratingly undefined, which tends to be the case for me, if we really allow ourselves to feel and identify with it, there's typically this undeniable force that's deep below the surface trying to guide us in a particular direction. And admittedly, sometimes there's no obvious destination. And pathfinding to me is about becoming the kind of person who can courageously stay that course wherever that path might actually lead. And honestly, sometimes just being okay with the fact that you may not know where you're going because you've got the foundation to keep you alive in the wilderness, so to speak. So being a pathfinder, existing in this space, it really becomes a metaphor for cultivating confidence and carrying oneself in a manner that is relevant and respectful towards and above all honest about who you aspire to be and how you intend to reach that destination. And again, it's answering the call of that guiding force that's propelling you through that unexplored terrain, whether it be a literal mountain or mind, body and soul. 
and providing the momentum necessary to discover your passions and your purpose and your direction in life and ultimately turning that into an incredible adventure in and of itself. So what is then the Pathfinder ethos? What are these tenets that have been effectively distilled from the essence of everything we've just talked about? And I should preface this by saying, you know, this this list is ongoing. It's currently still in development. And at some point, I'd love to be able to put a flag in the ground and say, this is it. You know, these are the things that uniquely define what it is to be a Pathfinder within the Pathfinder community. But for the time being, this is the list that has been meaningful to me as I've tried to embody the essence of what I think a Pathfinder is and bring into my own life a set of values that are helping me to live better and to approach life with more intention and confidence. And I want to share that with you because it may be some time before it's completely formalized and it may forever be a work in progress. But right now, this is my list for what it is to be a Pathfinder. All right, I got a nice cup of tea here. I am ready to go. So let's dive in and dissect this ethos a little bit. Let's talk about what it means to be a Pathfinder. And as far as I'm concerned, when I when I really start to think about the qualities that I want to embody as I move forward in my life and try to become someone who is exhibiting growth in the directions that I want to experience. For me, that first tenet is this sense of resilience, unwavering resilience. In my mind, when I think of what a pathfinder is, there's this indomitable hardiness, you know, there's this sense of resiliency and resolve, whether that's the mind, the body, the spirit, I feel like all of those things are required. There needs to be a sense of strength with regards to all of those things in the face of challenge and adversity. And the Pathfinder, in my mind, is a person who, by their very nature, heads into the unknown expecting challenge and knowing that they will face resistance and there will be the need for hard work constantly. But they step onto that path knowing full well those things await them, and they do so with a spirit of adventure, recognizing that that's going to be part of the process. And the thing I love about the Pathfinder metaphor is that it can apply to all areas of one's life. You could literally be a mountaineer facing unexpected weather challenges during a climb and your ability to demonstrate mental clarity and focus and physical determination to continue on and reach the summit. That's that's an example of unwavering resilience. But it could also be something as simple as, you know, your everyday life scenarios. You're maybe you're a student working through challenging coursework and getting the readings done despite, you know, not really wanting to do that in pursuit of academic success, knowing that doing your work and putting the extra time in is going to get you closer to your goals. You could be like me who went to bed way too late last night and then got up this morning when my alarm went off at 6am to go and run hill sprints in the cold and the snow because despite not wanting to do that at all, I had committed to my teammates to go and participate in our weekly ritual for Run Club which is getting up on Tuesdays and running hills. 
And, you know, knowing that that was going to be miserable and uncomfortable and cold, but at the same time, looking forward to the challenge and being pushed by my team and knowing that because I had committed to it, I had to dig deep and get myself out there. But also recognizing that if I could push past that discomfort, that initial discomfort, and will myself to get out there and do what I committed to do, I was going to feel great afterwards. And I did. I felt really good about that, both physically and emotionally. You know, that was a promise I kept to myself. And that was only possible by my ability to, like I said, push through that difficult decision-making process in the moment of, do I get out of bed? Do I stay here where it's nice and warm? Or do I go out in the cold because I said I was going to do it. And that's resiliency, right? That's resiliency in its own way. It takes on many shapes and forms, and we can find those things in all aspects of our life. You as an individual, you as a pathfinder, you're going to find that these tenets apply to all aspects of your day-to-day life. Now, are we going to stumble sometimes? Are we going to falter? (laughs) Absolutely, we are. 100%. It's going to happen. There's going to be times when we don't want to do something, when we don't feel up to it. And in my own experience, I tend to be hard on myself in those moments, and I'm trying not to be. You know, like I said, it's inevitability. We can't be batting 100 all the time. But if we can keep this in the back of our mind and at least be aware of what we're trying to accomplish, we can always come back to it and we can do better next time, right? When I think about actual pathfinding, you know, you're going to be mucking around in the woods a little bit. and Maybe you're going to try one direction. It's not going to work. And you're going to come back and try something else. It's not going to work. Eventually, you're going to find yourself back on the path. And that's okay. But the idea is that we are always trying to move forward. So if we slip up, it's going to happen. Try not to be too hard on yourself about it. But just remember where you're coming from and where you're trying to go. And just roll that into your experiences as you move forward. That would be my advice as someone who is currently fumbling through this himself. All right, tenant number two, this idea of embracing challenges as catalysts. You know, we've talked about this in a previous episode of the podcast. If you haven't listened to that, I would recommend going back and having a listen. I think there's some good stuff in there. But this idea that being a pathfinder, you're someone who embraces challenge, knowing that that challenge makes you stronger. And humbly acknowledging that your success is an indicator of what you're doing right, but also recognizing that those things are not given freely and that they have to be earned over time with perseverance and hard work. And also in going through that process, you will feel failure from time to time. You will experience failure. Like I just said, it's an, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. We're going to slip up. We're going to miss. We're never, ever going to get it right completely 100% of the time. But even though that may be true, this idea that the pathfinder is not dissuaded by that as difficult as it can be sometimes to accept it it's not going to throw you off your path it's not going to keep you from accomplishing your goals you embrace that as feedback and as an opportunity to continue improving step by step maybe you're a new entrepreneur and you've decided that you want to start your own business and you're currently in the throes of embracing all the new challenges that come with launching a startup and you're not getting the results you want right now you know you're getting setback after setback things aren't working But instead of quitting, you're taking the time to look at what's working, look at what's not working, make little tweaks, and then use that as a catalyst for growth and innovation. 
I've certainly heard stories and seen examples of people who have done very well for themselves. And I think in today's world, it's very easy to assume that a lot of these things, a lot of these stories are overnight successes. And maybe in some cases they are, but I think truthfully, most people that have made it big have done so after an incredible period of struggle. And by staying, as we said, resilient, tenant number one, throughout that process, but also continuing to grow and move forward in the face of those failures and the face of those redirections and using that as information to better prepare yourself to move in the right direction. Maybe you're someone who is learning a new hobby or has decided to try something new and you're finding joy in the challenges that come with that and allow you to progress and improve. I know I've spoken about this a little bit in some of the content that's been put out on the Pathfinder Collective Instagram account, but I started doing jujitsu about a year and a half ago. I know jujitsu is sort of having a cultural moment right now, but it is truly a beautiful, humbling sport. And the nature of getting good at jujitsu is a direct result of failing. There's always going to be someone who's better than you. Every time I show up to roll, I'm constantly getting crushed. And that initially can be very discouraging. But what you learn over time is that your technique slowly starts to get better and it gets better because you're failing. You're starting to learn what you need to do differently and bit by bit you improve. And just before Christmas, I received my blue belt, which is something that I couldn't have fathomed a year and a half ago because I was walking in the door for the first time and I was rolling with blue belts, getting absolutely destroyed. And that seemed like a big jump at that time, the idea of going from where I was to eventually being a blue belt. And little by little, every day, going, showing up, doing the work and enjoying the process, enjoying what I was learning, enjoying practicing, enjoying picking away at technique and trying to solve these little puzzles, you look back and realize that those things have made you so much stronger, so much better. And you can appreciate that where you are in your journey is a direct result of the challenges you face getting to that point. I've talked about poetry in this space before and how there are certain poems in my life that I'll return to time and time again when I'm needing a boost in a particular area. And there's a piece by the poet Douglas Malick that I return to quite often because I really find it helpful when I'm struggling with this concept. And that poem is called Good Timber. And I would love to explore it a little more like I did with Kipling's work, perhaps in another podcast or another post. But I will share the first stanza with you because I think it's really valuable in the context of what we're discussing here. And the first stanza of that poem is as follows. It goes, the tree that never had to fight for sun and sky and air and light, but stood out in the open plain and always got its share of rain, never became a forest king, but lived and died a scrubby thing. And I find it very fitting because I think today we live in this culture where we are fixated on instant gratification. You know, we've kind of lost the ability to remain patient and resilient when we are working towards what we want. And Malik does a really good job of using 
trees as a metaphor for men in this case, but really for everyone when it comes to overcoming challenge and building grit and fortitude and enduring hardship that will make us tougher mentally, spiritually, emotionally when it comes to pursuing our next challenge in life and that we have to continue to move outside our comfort zones if we want to reach our highest potential, really. And I'm sure that as this podcast progresses, I will talk more about jiu-jitsu because like I've said, there's some very beautiful, very strong metaphors for life that exist within the ideology of the sport. But in this case, it's a literal example of showing up and taking those failures, taking those difficulties as opportunities to grow and to improve and to progress. And you do. All right, this is actually a great segue for tenant number three, and that is the sense of warrior spirit. When I think of who I want to be as a pathfinder, it's someone who values this spirit of warriorship in all aspects of their life. And that doesn't necessarily mean literal warriorship. It can. But in my mind, it's this sense of being a guardian and a protector of family, of community, of your fellow human, of your ideals. You know, you're someone who does not stand for what is easy, but for what is right. And that can be very difficult sometimes, right? And that's why those first two tenets are so important, because you may have to push through some difficult spaces in your life in order to uphold that sense of warriorship. But coming back to jujitsu, there's also this component of honing the mental and physical and emotional skills necessary to to do these things when it's required. You know, in the literal sense, maybe you're someone who feels called to serve. A good friend of mine has joined the Army Reserves because they felt this calling to serve and to acquire the skills that would allow them to protect their country and their family and to have that skill set available to them. Maybe you're someone who wants to learn a martial art because you want to become more empowered physically. You want to feel good in your body. You want to have the skills to protect people or yourself should it be required. But it could also be something as simple as advocating for justice. Maybe you're in pursuit of social change. Maybe you're standing up against tired ideology in pursuit of something better for your fellow human beings. This idea of being a warrior, this spirit of warriorship, it can transcend multiple aspects of our life. And as I start to move forward in mine, I'm trying to ensure it has a prominent home in all of these areas, physical, the mental, and the emotional. And for me, that's been a really important part of my journey. And I really love how that feels and how I'm showing up in the world as a result of making that a priority. All right, this next one's become very important in my life as I've moved forward and as I've grown as a person, and that is integrity, authenticity, and vulnerability. And in my mind, when I think of who I want to be as a pathfinder, that's someone who values integrity, authenticity, and vulnerability, both in myself, but also in the people that I choose to associate with. You know, I want to be someone who leads by example and places these virtues at the foundation of my strongest relationships while seeking to inspire those same things in my friends, in my family, in the people that I hold closest to me. And like I said, doing so by setting that example. 
I think when I was younger, I used to put so much energy into being who I thought I needed to be in order to accomplish a specific goal. And that might sound manipulative, but I think it was more so coming from a place of feeling inadequate. You know, when I think about being a student, what did I need to do in order to impress my teachers or to get the marks that I felt were necessary to put me in the places I need to be? Or with regards to relationships or friendships, who did I need to be in order to be liked? What did I need to do in order to not be bullied? And as I've gotten older, I've realized just how exhausting that is. And I'm really not interested in doing that anymore, especially when it comes to my closest relationships. And I've taken a great deal of pride in making that a priority when I'm spending time with my friends and my family and being able to speak to them with this real sense of authenticity and coming from a place of vulnerability. And like I said, wanting to foster that in them as well. I really value the relationships in my life where my friends and family are able to to meet me in that space. I put a premium on intimacy in my relationships, and I think that these things are such integral building blocks to achieving that, especially for men. You know, as a guy, I have noticed that culturally we have a tough time opening up sometimes, especially in the company of other men. And so I myself want to set an example that I'm not ashamed to open up and to speak from the heart and to create a safe space to talk about these things with other guys. And I really enjoy the ability to share in that with them. And it breeds a sense of closeness. And that's something I really value. You know, being able to sit down and be open and vulnerable about personal challenges and the things going on in our lives that maybe we're struggling with, that really strengthens the bond and the trust in our relationships. And I think that's really important. And I think it's something that we should all be practicing more. It doesn't necessarily come easily. And it's a skill set that is honed over time with a great deal of practice. But being able to put that at the center of our life and our relationships is going to do so much for the quality of our lives. I truly believe that. But beyond relationships, it's also something I want to bring to this space. You know, as a creator, as someone who likes to share stories, I want to ensure that the content that I'm creating, especially on this platform, is coming from a place of authenticity. I've said this in the past. I think I said this when I started the podcast, but I was really looking for an opportunity and a platform to share from the heart and to talk about things that were topical to me, but also that I felt might be applicable to others on their own unique journeys and really wanting to foster a connection with followers and listeners and members of this community. And I think that that starts with, like I said, integrity, authenticity, and vulnerability. Next up is this sense of harmony with nature. You know, the Pathfinder is someone who seeks communion with the natural world, and they do so to revitalize the mind, the body, and the spirit. And if we return to the literal roots of pathfinding, it's very much enmeshed and intertwined with nature, you know, physically moving through these spaces to create paths. But I also feel that there is so much good that can come with feeling connected to our environment. And for me personally, that is just something that I look to embody more as I move forward in my life. Spending time outside has always been really important to me. And it's something I want to make more space for in my life. And I think it just makes sense. 
it's a huge part of what being a Pathfinder means to me. And I think we can all be doing more to infuse our lives with time spent in nature. And that can vary in scale, right? It doesn't mean you have to be climbing Mount Everest or whitewater rafting every weekend. Now, granted, those things both sound very appealing to me personally, and I love the opportunity to go camping and to, like I said, rejuvenate my mind and my spirit in the tranquility of wilderness. But maybe you're someone who lives in the city and cultivating a garden at home and finding a sense of peace and solace in your connection with that small amount of nature in your daily routine is meaningful to you. Maybe it's trying to prioritize more opportunities to go walking in your neighborhood and spend more time outside. As someone who's felt disconnected from nature and my desire to spend time outside, coming back to it has always been an incredible experience. And recognizing the value that that can bring to your life, to your health, you know, your mental and physical health, I think it's just an important part of living one's best life. And like I said, the level of your interaction with nature will be dependent on your environment, will be dependent on your interests, on your individual skill sets. But there are always opportunities to bring nature into our lives. And to me, that is an important part of being a Pathfinder. And you can do that in a way that feels good to you. The next thing I think about when I think of pathfinding, of being a Pathfinder, is this concept of self-stewardship. In my mind, again, the Pathfinder is someone who takes responsibility for themselves and for the strengthening and the preservation of their mind and their body and their spirit. And they do so so they can take care of themselves, but also so that they can better serve others as well as their personal mission in life. And again, that can show up in a number of different ways. You know, maybe you're a parent of young children and you want to ensure that you are around to see them grow up and to do things with them. And so you start to prioritize your health and your fitness and your nutrition so that not only can you be leading by example for them, but that you can be taking good care of yourself so you can be an active participant in their lives for as long as possible. Maybe you're an outdoor enthusiast who's prioritizing your physical health because you want to take on a challenging adventure that requires optimal health and fitness and well-being. But it doesn't have to be fitness related. Maybe you're a working professional and you're investing in continuous learning and skill development so that you can ensure longevity and innovation in your career. Or perhaps you're spending more time investigating and implementing mindfulness and self-care routines. That's been a big thing for me in the past couple of years is really recognizing the importance of my mental well-being and trying to find strategies to ensure that that's well taken care of. Maybe that's meditating or journaling or speaking to a therapist. But at the end of the day, these are all strategies for ensuring that you are strong and able to participate in all aspects of your life. And you're making that choice and taking on that responsibility to do that on the daily. And that's so you're best prepared for the journey, wherever that might be, whatever direction that might take you and whatever it looks like. Next up is this sense of balancing solitude alongside community. 
And in that, I mean, to me, the pathfinder is someone who seeks out and contributes to and builds upon their community, but also seeks out the lessons and the growth that come from solitude. And they do so so that they may strengthen the pillars of their tribe upon their return to the village, so to speak. And that's a metaphor that I've explored in the past. This idea that sometimes we need to walk alone in order to become the version of ourselves that will bring the most back to our communities. And that the Pathfinder, when required, can shoulder the burden of walking alone without being lonely because they know they're part of something bigger, even in that isolation. You know, for me personally, I think that's come from a place of valuing solitude as a source of personal growth and using it as a means of strengthening my inner resolve but also for helping me to learn how to be alone without being lonely. Because at this stage of my life, I'm not currently in a relationship. And in the past, I have put a great deal of pressure on partners to fulfill me. And when those relationships have ended, I think I've realized that I haven't developed the tools required to be comfortable to be happy on my own. And that's not to say that one should shy away from the world and turn their back on opportunities to connect with people. However, sometimes in life, we are going to find ourselves on our own. And having the ability to navigate those spaces comfortably and to have the tools and modalities in our back pocket that are going to allow us to exist comfortably and to find happiness and joy and opportunities to grow when we're on our own so that we can bring those lessons into our relationships with other people, whether those be romantic or professional or familial. Our communities benefit from the strength of our personal foundation. And if we can strengthen that in all aspects of our lives, whether we are in the company of others or doing so on our own, we're going to be able to better navigate some of the challenges that we're inevitably going to face on our journey in life. Because like I said, sometimes we're going to have to walk some of that journey by ourselves. And being able to ensure that we can continue moving forward and continue growing in that period is going to be paramount to ensuring we become the best version of ourselves. Maybe you're someone who's in a really healthy, really loving relationship and you spend a lot of time together and you enjoy being together, but you're also able to find time to do the things that you enjoy doing. You give them the space to do the things that are special to them. And in doing so, you're able to remain true to who you are and to continue building on the things that excite you so that you can return to your relationship refreshed from those experiences and energized from those experiences. I think there's something to be said for that. Maybe you're an individual, you know, maybe you're living alone and you're navigating that balance between personal time and engaging socially and recognizing that there's value in doing both of those things and that it's okay to spend time on yourself to recharge. There's opportunity to do things that are enjoyable to you in solitude, but that you also enjoy being out and about and being in the company of others. And both of those things can be true. I guess at the end of the day, it's a sense of being able to find a home in and bring value to a collective while still being able to function on your own when required and recognizing that it's healthy to do so, but that it also better prepares you to be an active and engaged member of those communities because you're going to experience both things in life. 
this next one's actually a great segue from this concept of seeking out solitude, and that is prioritizing strategic rest. The pathfinder is someone who knows when to rest and regroup so that they can continue on their path when they're ready. Quitting is not an option if the end result remains aligned with who they are and what they seek to accomplish. But making time and prioritizing strategic rest also allows them to continue their journey when they're feeling rejuvenated and they're feeling whole. And I'd love to speak to this in greater detail at some point in the future, but you'll notice that the bear has taken on this sort of totemic significance within the Pathfinder branding. And that is not a fluke. There is a great deal about the bear that symbolically aligns with the values of the Pathfinder community. And for me personally, where I am at in my own journey. And like I said, I'd love to speak to that in greater detail at some point in the future. But one thing about the bear that is incredibly fitting is that despite its incredible power, you know, it's this strong force of nature. It hibernates during the winter right? It goes to sleep for months in order to reemerge in the spring, ready to take on its new year. And I love that. To me, it perfectly represents this idea that despite how strong we are, despite how resilient and focused we are, sometimes we're going to just need to step back and take some time to rest and that that is totally okay. You know, we can't go 100, 100% of the time or we're going to burn out. And most of us have probably experienced that in one way or another. I certainly have. And usually when you get to that point, you're in a tough spot. And I think it's a skill to be able to identify when you need to stay step back. And it's also a skill exercising your right to do so without feeling guilty, especially in a society where I believe we put a premium on having access to everybody 24-7. Sometimes it's harder to step away from our commitments. It's harder to carve out that time for rest without feeling guilty. And it's so important that we do so. Because like I said, it's going to ensure that we are in the best state possible, both physically, mentally, and emotionally to tackle the rest of the things on this list that we've talked about so far, to show up in your life in the best way possible. And again, that can transcend all aspects of our life. If you're an adventurer, maybe you're an avid hiker or an athlete, and it's important that you schedule rest days during long treks or in between tough workouts and understanding that doing so is going to allow you to maintain stamina and to rebuild and to come back stronger. Maybe you're just having a tough day at the office and you need to take periodic breaks during your workday to offer optimize your focus and your productivity. If you're a parent or a partner, you know, incorporating moments of rest amidst your daily routine and responsibilities is going to ensure sustained energy and well-being when it comes to interacting with your kids or your partner. These are all important things to consider and being able to take that time and that space to kind of get yourself topped up and back to 100, that's going to be a huge asset to how you walk through your life. And that's something that I've been trying to personally prioritize myself because usually when things get tough or people require things of me, my needs are the first ones to go, you know, whether that's getting to sleep at a decent hour or eating properly. And it can't be that way. We have to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others and we can take care of our responsibilities in our lives. So strategic rest, another important tenet of being a pathfinder. 
Finally, we have the concept of the long journey. You know, the Pathfinder recognizes that their journey in life is going to be long. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be fraught with challenge. But they begin anyway. They take the first step and they let things unfold. And boy, oh boy, that can be tough sometimes. I've certainly explored this in previous episodes of the podcast, and it's one that I have to keep coming back to myself. But I think it's such an important one to remind ourselves of that we're never going to have everything 100% figured out before we start. And sometimes we just need to take the first step and start moving in a given direction. And like we said earlier, allowing yourself to try things, to fail, to get feedback, to redirect. You know, it's so important, though, that we begin because if we stay where we are, we're never getting anywhere. And trust me, when I say this, I am actively trying to onboard that advice for myself. It's one that I come back to every single day, like I said, because it's so easy to find ourselves frozen, to find ourselves paralyzed by overanalysis because we want to get it right. You know, sometimes we just want to know that the direction we're headed is the right one. And if it's not, why are we wasting our time? But, you know, coming back to that first tenant, that sense of resiliency, sometimes we just have to take that first step and trust that it's going to be a wild ride and buckle up and know that we're going to be in for some challenge but it's going to be an adventure and things are going to reveal themselves to us along the way and we're going to learn and we're going to grow and someday way down the line we're going to look over our shoulder and see this incredible adventure that's played out and it's going to be worth it and it might not be where we thought it was going to take us but we are going to go on a journey and as cliche as it sounds it's that beautiful notion of the destination not being the goal but the journey itself and everything we experience along the way that's what life is it's messy it's exciting it's frustrating but it's ours and being able to step out into the wilderness with a sense of excitement and adventure even in the face of uncertainty and some fear is going to set us up for an incredible ride one way or the other So whether you're looking at life as one giant event or individual moments along the way, just start. Whatever it is, just start. Maybe you're that white belt going into jiu-jitsu class for the very first time, and the idea of becoming a black belt is so far beyond anything you could fathom. Just start. Just show up. Just start taking those classes day by day, one lesson at a time, one roll at a time. You're getting closer to that goal, and one day you will get there. You just have to show up. When it comes to personal growth and personal development, you know, recognizing that this journey of self-discovery is always ongoing. And while we might not always see the change that's taking place, the transformations are constant. So long as we continue to put energy into improving ourselves day by day. Maybe it's something as literal as running a marathon. You know, the thought of running that many kilometers is really overwhelming. But if you take it one leg at a time, you know, one meter, one kilometer, eventually you're going to chip away and you're going to cross that finish line. And it sounds so cheesy when I say these things. I hear myself saying them and I think, oh my gosh, but it's true. And being able to trust in that, as scary as it is, like I said, it's hard sometimes. For me, I really struggle with that. Just trusting that things will be okay so long as I keep moving. 
But like I said, as a pathfinder, just acknowledge that that path is going to be long and arduous and difficult. But take that first step with determination and resilience and excitement and a sense of adventure. And just allow yourself to be okay, not necessarily knowing where you're going, but that a transformative journey towards a life of intention and purpose and passion and adventure is undoubtedly unfolding in front of you. And if you can do that, you're going to be in a beautiful place. And I want that for all of us. I really do. So that's a rough introduction to the Pathfinder ethos. Those are the tenets that I am trying to embody as I carve out my own definition of what a Pathfinder is. And I recognize for those of you that are part of the audience and have listened to the past episodes, you're going to have your own ideas and your own takeaways from those conversations. And I would love to hear, especially because we are so focused on making this a community, what you find or what you believe a pathfinder looks like in your own eyes you know what do these things mean to you and how are you implementing them in your life but as we stand at that crossroad of the unknown when it comes to where our lives are headed at the very minimum I'd invite you to reflect on the principles that we've discussed here today you know this unwavering resilience this embracing of challenges warrior spirit commitment to integrity and authenticity harmony with nature you know self-stewardship this balance between solitude and community and strategic rest that keeps us in good mental, spiritual, and physical shape to attack the long and transformative road ahead. Remember, being a pathfinder isn't about having all the answers, and that's something I need to remind myself of constantly. It's about embracing the questions and the challenges that come our way as we move through life. And whether you find yourself in the midst of some grand adventure or just navigating the complexities of your career or your education or your relationship or just simply facing the trials of everyday life, it's my hope that these principles will be a guiding light a guidepost on your your own journeys. So as I leave you for today, I encourage you to try and carry these principles with you and let them resonate in the choices you make and your daily interactions and even when you're in your own moments of solitude. And just know that in doing so, you're helping define what it means to be a pathfinder and you're also working towards elevating yourself into the best version of who you want to be as you move forward alongside this collective of kindred spirits. So until next time, I hope that you will keep exploring, keep learning, keep asking questions, keep embracing the adventure that is your life. Because as messy as it is sometimes, there is so much to live for and there's so much that we've yet to uncover. And it is my hope that by incorporating some of these things into our life, we'll be better prepared to embrace it when it finally reveals itself to us. So with that, I'm Tyler Cowan and this is the Pathfinder Podcast. And thank you so much for spending some time with us. I've said it before, it really means a lot to have you join us on this platform. So if you do like what we're doing here, I'd encourage you to go give us a follow over on Instagram at pathfinder.co. That's P-T-H-F-N-D-R dot C-O. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review here on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We love hearing from you. We love interacting with you. Like I said, it's just really nice to be building a community with like-minded people. And it's my hope that you'll enjoy being a part of that process. 
as we move into 2024. I'm really excited to keep this ball rolling and it's really great to have all of you on board. So thank you again for your support. Thank you again for taking the time to listen and participate in what we're doing here. And as we say at the end of each episode, do the work, stay the course and walk the path. Happy New Year, everybody, and we will catch you in the next episode. Thank you.